rise and shine. Rise and shine, chop chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, it's a beautiful day. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, or as you may know me by my pen name, Stephen King. This week, we're talking about the Hollywood writer's strike. Today, we're going to be taking a look at all of the projects affected by the writer's strike. But first, we've got a few stories today in Rise and Shine Nerds News. This is RSNN. Let's talk about threads. So uh, yesterday, we uh, we did our summer news update, and we talked about how thread usage had dropped by half about a week after it launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's only gotten worse since. Threads, uh, which is Meta's Twitter rival, is struggling to retain users roughly a month after its highly publicized launch, according to fresh industry estimates showing that app engagement has fallen to new lows. This is a report from CNN.com. Says the data uh, from market research firms SimilarWeb and Sensor Tower highlight the challenges facing Meta as it seeks to exploit the opening created by the chaos surrounding Twitter's management. Threads' daily active user count is down 82%. Wow. From its launch as of July 31st, according to Sensor Tower, with just 8 million users accessing the app each day. That is the lowest it's been since the day after the app's release, when daily active users peaked at roughly 44 million. Sensor Tower said uh, people are also opening the app less frequently and spending less time there. Uh, On its launch day, Thread users opened the app on an average of 14 times and spent an average of 19 minutes scrolling through it, the company reported. But by the end of the month, those figures had fallen sharply. Uh, So, (laughs) I mean... A week later, it was down to six minutes. I can't imagine how much sharper a uh, drop it was by the end of the month. But yeah, I don't know. I just I think everybody's in love with the idea of a new app. But, <laughs> but um, everybody's still using Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think the fact that the app launched without like all the features that people love in place already heard it yeah because they're because they're wanting to add all those things there's like well we're not done yet but let's throw it out now Mm -hmm. and like okay this is great and at first it was because at first the only people you saw on your little feed were people that you knew or followed already and then like really quickly it became all right well now it's just showing me everything Mm -hmm. even people i don't follow but i don't want this and I think maybe they have added an option now where you can follow just your friends or look through a feed of just your friends, but it might be too a little too late at this point. Uh, also, the fact that there's not a PC, like there's not a web browser version. 
Oh, is a big deal. It's all, all on the app, oh. just like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think they're hoping to get a a browser version out, but it's like, why did more, you do this? Right, why, why, it's too early. <laughs> you jumped the gun. You jumped the gun and the cool shark thing, all guys. at once. I have this cool thing. <laughs> Come see it. Oh well, it's not done yet. But. I think people also like when Instagram came out, uh, and they made the decision that this is just going to be on the phones only mm-hmm. and Facebook bought it or meta bought it. And they continued on with that. That's where the world was going. Everybody was using smartphones for, I mean, a lot of people just stopped having computers mm-hmm. like no computer, no laptop. We'll just use a smartphone or, you know, an iPad, something like that. Mm-hmm. All, all very handheld stuff. And that trend is starting to shift back now. People are going back to at least laptops. A lot of people are buying PCs again, like desktop PCs. And people are adjusting back to the way they were before smartphones came out. Uh, We're still using our smartphones, but we're using Mm -hmm. it in tandem. So now we want to be able to do everything on both, seamlessly Mm -hmm. working together. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of apps are doing that yet in a satisfactory way. One or the other will have, like, less features. You can't do as much on the phone or you can't do as much on uh, on the computer, right. if at all. Uh, I still hate that I can't do Instagram on the computer unless I'm doing, like, the, you know, like a brand. Because Meta will let you do, like, your brand stuff for Instagram on the computer. But I can't just post my normal stuff there. TikTok got wise. TikTok allows you to upload now. Hmm. On the browser. And like, that's great because a lot of people edit these videos together right. on a browser. Right. It's so much easier to edit a TikTok video on your computer than it is to try and do mm-hmm. it in an app on your phone with your fat fingers. So, <laughs> do you think we're switching back from from using our phones to using the PCs more because there's just so much more that you do online now and your phone allows you to do one maybe two if you can do a split screen things at a time but meanwhile you can do like you know five you can have five different things going on your computer screen yeah. so if you got two screens i think your- as things have gotten more complicated like more more feature driven and you know instagram remember and it's still kind of this way but instagram like you posted your photo and it was a square, and here's like 13 different filters you can run it through mm-hmm. that are automatic, and you just pick the best one, and then you post it. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. But now you go to like TikTok with you know some of this very professional video editing that people are doing. Some are doing it very haphazardly, and that's normal. That's part of it. But some people are doing some really serious stuff, and you can't do that on your phone. At least not easy. Or at least it'll take you twice as long. Mm. To do it on your phone than it would be on the that's, on the computer. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. This is becoming your job. Mm-hmm. So it was just a cool, I'm going to show you my life and post things on Instagram. Now this is my job to point. do this. I get paid for this. So might as well get the computer and get it done right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. People are making it their career, mm-hmm. being social media 
people. <laughs> Influencers. I mean, <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to virtual assistants. Uh, okay, so this is uh, part of a column, I believe, from Felipe Esposito from 9to5Mac. As reported by Windows, uh, Windows Latest, the Cortana app, which was Windows Siri, you know, mm-hmm. has received an update via the Microsoft Store after two years without getting a single new update. But instead of new features, the update pretty much kills Cortana. <laughs> and now shows a message saying that Cortana in Windows as a standalone app is depreciated. So earlier last week, during a call with investors, Apple CEO Tim Cook reinforced that Apple has been conducting research with a wide range of AI technologies, including generative AI, for years. Multiple rumors have pointed to Apple internally developing a technology to compete with ChatGPT. However, while Microsoft and Google have already made their new tools available to the public, Apple's still a long way off. In the meantime, Siri is still Siri. Uh, Even Apple employees complain about organizational dysfunction and a lack of ambition when it comes to development of Apple's virtual assistant. Some employees point out that Siri is still based on a very legacy technology uh, and that improving it would require a lot of effort. Seeing what other companies are achieving with generative AI, I I think, he says this, I do think it's time for Apple to give up on Siri and focus its efforts on new technologies. Um, what this is essentially saying is Cortana, Siri, maybe even like Alexa, on the way out, hmm. kind of reached peak level of what they can do without AI involved. Hmm. So <laughs> are all of these going to be outdated? Is this, um, like I'm remembering, this reminded me of before we had the smartphone, mm-hmm. we had our flip phones. Mm-hmm. I remember in college having a flip phone that had TV on it, <laughs> heavy air quotes, TV on it. <laughs> and what it was, it was like five minute long audio clips with Tiny little size of the postage stamp and heavy pixelated mm-hmm. images mm-hmm. that, like, it was supposed to be video technically, but it was like a new frame every two seconds. So it was just, but behind, they're talking full, like it's a news broadcast or sports update or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) How cool is this? I got TV on my phone. (laughs) Uh, So then compare that to uh, the smartphone when that comes out a few years later. What's that? Alexa's listening to our conversation. (laughs) I think I need to turn my volume down. Alexa just said, I don't know that one. (laughs) She is listening. Did I ever, I mean, the virtual assistants, assistants creep me out anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you remember it the story. It still creeps me out that I read an email and my phone is telling, like, giving me suggestions on how to reply. That freaks me out because I'm like, <laughs> you're reading my email. <laughs> You're obviously reading my email because you're at, 
you're giving me suggestions on how I should reply. Well, I still remember the time that that really freaked me out about it was when I found out that for Google, you can go into oh yeah your history, yeah. your Google like your your account history, and right. hear your audio from when you ask a Google virtual assistant something. Mm-hmm. And you have the wake word, which is I'm going to say it slowly with a break. Okay, break. Google, you say that phrase and it perks up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, but then you listen to the audio and the audio recording has you saying the phrase, the phrase, (laughs) like it heard you say the phrase, but that's supposed to be the wake word that starts listening. So how do you already have the phrase? Mm-hmm. But what was worse than that was that I had done it. At, I had used that at church one time and one of our friends, Jaron was talking in the background and I could hear him talking before. on the recording before I even started saying, okay, so it's recording all the time. Then that's yeah. what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So they're, they really are listening to everything, recording everything. And I don't know how long they keep the recordings, but just the fact that they're doing it all the time mm-hmm. and not just when I say the wake word freaks me out still. And this was years ago when I discovered this. <laughs> <laughs> and so if we add AI to that mm-hmm. and our new virtual assistants are, are basically in our heads predicting our own behaviors and needs before we even ask them, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> I don't know if I, as a person, can come to accept that from a virtual assistant. Yep. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Finally, let's uh, let's move on to the Disney Channel. Uh, so this kind of got overshadowed by the writer's strike, but the Disney Channel, as a channel, celebrated its 40th anniversary last month. Wow. Yeah, 40 years of the Disney Channel. When I was a kid, I remember that it was a premium cable channel. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't just get it with your basic cable package. It was like stars or Showtime or whatever. You had to pay extra for Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it became standard like when I was a preteen, I think. Uh, and so I started watching that all the time. <laughs> so I just kind of have a list here of some of my favorite stuff from when I was a kid that I watched. And I don't know if you how much of it you watched. No, you didn't have it, uh, but you had yeah. friends that yeah, had it. Yeah, I got it. to catch it at friends' houses. Right. <laughs> so I remember So Weird. Me and my friend... Sandra would always watch. That was the show we watched when I went over to like stay the night at her house or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd still watch it. Yeah. There was Flash Forward. I don't know that one. I I believe I, I'm trying to remember what it was. I feel like there was a weird time travel element with that, but I don't remember. But I do remember the famous Jet Jackson. I didn't get into that one. With Smallville Cyborg Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. in it there. I love the famous Joe Jackson. He was supposed to be a, like a, a, an actor in a, like a spy show or whatever. Like he was a, a techie spy, but he was also that in real life. It was like a weird Hannah Montana for spy kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Even Stevens. Did you watch Even Stevens? With With you. Shia LaBeouf. With you. Shia LaBeouf. That show, I feel like it reminded me too much of my little brother for me to like it. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, and then Kim Possible. Yeah. Animated. Uh-huh. 
can. But What's the fun. sitch? Yep. Mm-hmm. I have my my phone's <laughs> ringtone is the Power Rangers watch. Uh, where it's deet, 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 but everybody says, Hey, Kim Possible. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not even a little it bit. Is. It is. <laughs> but the big deal was the Disney Channel original movies. Movies not good enough for theatrical releases, but plenty fun. Under Wraps, where the uh-huh. guy was a mummy. Uh-huh. Remember that? Brink. Brink. Wow. Brink. I watched Brink wow. a lot. I loved Brink. Halloween Town and that whole series. I love those. Yeah, I didn't watch those. Uh, Xenon, Girls of the 21st Century. 31st? 21st Century. I'm pretty sure because we were still in the 20th when they came out. Uh, wow. All that stuff did Living in space. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, smart House. The terrifying yeah. movie where the smart house falls in love with the family to Makes their detriment. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little too real now to watch. I want to. I want to watch that now and and think about Alexa and freak myself out. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Tsunami. You remember that one? The surfer the kid that that familiar. shows up in like Colorado. <laughs> so he becomes like a surfboarder, snowboarder, or whatever. Oh, um, okay. Alley Cat Strike, the bowling team movie. Did you watch that one? Nope. Quince, the girl from Halloween Town. Is the older sister of five identical twins that come out, or like quintuplets that come out uh, all at once? She has to help the family, and they become semi-famous, and all this kind of stuff. You remember that? Nope. I love that. <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex, movie theater, Phantom of the Opera. Okay. You remember that? All right. yeah. That's the last one I remember actually watching <laughs> before they started turning all into high school musicals and camp rocks. Uh, <sighs> they were good. They were good back then. I just... Sweet Lives with Zach and Cody. No, thank you. They're all so drama-filled now. <laughs> they are. They're very much CW light now. Yes, they are. <laughs> back then, it was just like, what? <laughs> you want to have a inline skating race? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rollerblade out of this this place. <clears throat> um, Halloween Town, like you, that's not coming out now. We got Wizards of Waverly Place, we, mm. which is a drama filled wizard show. Mm-hmm. We're not having Halloween Town with pumpkin head men and mm-hmm. you know all kind. It was it was, it was there's barely any like romance or whatever hinted in those. Yeah. You know, it was very much just focused on the weird sci fi Halloween aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xenon, that was fun. Space races, yeah, yeah, all this kind of stuff. There was the boy being interest, grounded in space. Though. There was, but being grounded in space—that's essentially what it was. <laughs> saving, then you had to save the space station from the evil whoever. Mm-hmm. Like it's just good stuff, good solid <laughs> stuff. They worked it out. Uh, actually, I think the last one that I watched was Cadet Kelly, that had Chrissy Carlson Romano from Even Stevens, Kim Possible, and uh-huh. then. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, uh, okay. I think name? I remember. I don't that. remember her name. Mm-hmm. Hillary Duff. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking about Disney Channel. Disney Channel celebrated their 40th anniversary. All the uh, old Disney <laughs> last things month. we love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So also, I have one bonus uh, news thing that's not really nerdy news. It's just really weird. So I want to talk about it. <clears throat> okay. Um, if you haven't heard. It's about Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm. 
Okay. Bed Bath and Beyond is gone. Like it went bankrupt, sold all its stuff, had this big auction to sell all its stuff. Uh-huh. Overstock.com comes to this auction and purchases all of their IP, the name, the website, the logo, all of it. What? And then immediately changes their name to Bed Bath & Beyond, rebrands everything from Overstock.com to Bed Bath & Beyond. Wow. And so now it's like Bed Bath & Beyond didn't close down. It's just now all online. But it's very strange. It would be the same thing as if Twitter went under and Meta's like, uh, let me snag that IP and rebranded threads as Twitter. <laughs> and now it's just like, this is Twitter. This has always been Twitter. What are you talking about? It's so strange. It's a company wearing another company's skin. <laughs> and it's weird. And I just needed to say that. <laughs> are they like hoping nobody... Nobody knows the switcheroo. And I think <laughs> they're like, oh, Bed Bath & Beyond. The way, I like them. <laughs> the, way that, the way that it was explained to me is that Overstock.com's um, business model has changed over the years. So initially it was literally Overstock's. Like right. We have, we're selling all, all this extra overstock. merchandise. Essentially <laughs> like an outlet. It was like an online collective outlet store. Mm-hmm. We have all. All this overstock stuff, we're going to give it away for pennies on the dollar. But they have changed to having a lot of stuff that's just just sold there. We just we sell this now. It's not an overstock. It's just the same basic stuff that you'd find at Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. And so I think the idea is to get away from the idea that it's all just overstock oh. stuff. And like, this is a place that you can come first, not later kind of thing hmm. which i guess makes sense and bed bath and beyond despite the fact it's gone out of business has good stuff like people i mean uh, not well stuff yeah but i mean like brand recognition oh mm-hmm. i don't know anybody mm-hmm. who's like i hate bed bath and beyond right you know <laughs> right. like i loved going to bed bath and beyond i never bought anything but i love going there and looking <laughs> at the things uh i lie we bought a pillow or something there once and i they also had all that. Apparently, everyone just looked at it. Everyone it went under. It was, a, it was a place to look I'm gonna at I'm going to go look at things and then order it from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they learned the rebrand trick from scandalized banks that went under. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens. That's a government thing, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that when a bank goes under, the FDIC comes in and they're like, all right, we're renaming this and we're opening up tomorrow and we're going to tell all our customers that everything's still the same. We're just under a new name now. And they start over kind of thing. Like it's, I watched a whole deal about this and we have a bank in our town that's gone like through three name changes. And I think it's because of that. Like the bank goes under and the government steps in and like, all right, this is ours now. I thought it was like other banks <laughs> buying that bank out, like buying. That's the thing that happens you know. as well. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's it. We're going to stop right there and take our first break. Uh, but when we come back, it's time for the LTN mission report with Luke Filipic. Filipiak. Really close. I, <laughs> I thought if I said it like with confidence, <laughs> it was just going to be right. <laughs> Keep trying that. <laughs> Thank you. 
This Week in Nerd History, August 14th through the 20th. August 14th. In 1995, the Nintendo Virtual Boy was released. This 32-bit tabletop portable video game console used a red monochrome display to create the illusion of 3D graphics. It was a commercial failure and discontinued in 1996 after only 22 games were made for it. In 2020, Ted Lasso premiered. This comedy drama series was about an American football coach who takes on the challenge of coaching a struggling English soccer team and wins over the hearts of the players, fans, and even his boss with his optimism, humor, and kindness. August 15th. In 1969, Woodstock began. This was a historic music festival that took place on a farm in New York where hundreds of thousands of people gathered to celebrate peace, love, and rock and roll. In 1998, the original iMac released. This revolutionary all-in-one desktop computer featured a colorful translucent plastic case, a CRT monitor, a G3 processor, and USB ports, but no floppy disk drive or serial ports. In 2010, Daniel Bryan returned to WWE at SummerSlam 2010 as the surprise seventh member of Team WWE, who faced the Nexus in a seven-on-seven elimination tag team match. After being fired two months earlier for choking ring announcer Justin Roberts with his tie during the Nexus's debut invasion. August 17th. In 2018, Disenchantment premiered. This hilarious and adventurous animated series created by Matt Groening follows the misadventures of a rebellious princess, her personal demon, and her elf friend in the medieval fantasy kingdom of Dreamland and beyond. August 18th. In 1995, Mortal Kombat premiered. This thrilling and action-packed film adaptation of the popular video game franchise followed three Earthrealm warriors who must fight for the the fate of their world in a deadly interdimensional tournament against the evil forces of Outworld. In 2013, Disney Infinity launched. This creative and fun video game series allowed players to mix and match characters, worlds, and stories from various Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars franchises using physical toys and a digital platform. August 19th. In 1950, ABC launched its first hour-long block of Saturday morning children's programming, consisting of two shows, Animal Clinic, which featured live animals and educational facts and acrobat ranch which showcased circus acts and acrobatic stunts in 1994 blank man premiered this comedy parody of the batman tv series and other superhero films was about a nerdy repairman who becomes a superhero without any superpowers using his inventive skills and gadgets to fight crime and corruption in his neighborhood with the help of his brother and a news anchor august 20th in 1989 saved by the bell premiered this popular american sitcom featured a group of teenage friends and their adventures at Bayside High School. The show is known for its humor, romance, and social issues and spawns several spin-offs and movies. Some of the iconic characters are Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, A.C. Slater, Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle, and one of the 90s nerd icons, Screech Powers. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. On LTN Radio, you can catch the audio show first at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. Intermixed with the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie. I am joined by Love Thy Nerds mission mission team lead, Luke Filippiak, once again, for the LTN Mission Report. How are you doing this morning, Luke? Oh, I am doing very well. Thank you. (laughs) 
so a bit tired. Yeah, still. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and LTN team just got back from Gen Con, which is the largest tabletop convention in North America by both attendance and number of events, number of events. Uh, we had one of our largest contingents of nerds ever uh, on this trip, right? Like how many yeah, people did we, we had, have go? Uh, 22 total, 22 missionaries on this trip, which is it beats our last largest trip by about double. By about double? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think our largest was like around 10 or 12 people. Yeah. Wow. So just a lot. I didn't even know we had that many people that wanted to go on these trips. I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. We had to, I mean. That's right. You had to start turning people away, didn't you? Yeah, just from, the end. you know, like space. Like, yeah. I, I don't want people to have to sleep on a hotel room floor. And so I'm <laughs> like, hey, I don't, I don't have a bed for you. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so with that number of people there, how did our team help out at uh, Gen Con this year? Yeah, so we took uh, we took this team, and first and foremost, we're we're there to love and serve our nerdy neighbors, um, love people the way Jesus would love people. So we mm-hmm. go where the nerds are at, and we play games, we volunteer in booths, and we we just do what we love doing, use our nerdy passions to to further the gospel and to further the love of Jesus. And so, uh, one of the big ways that gets us our foot in the door is by volunteering or working with publishers. And so this year we had um, the opportunity to serve with Funko for the third year in a row. And so um, 19 out of our 22 people all served in Funko just by demoing games, running the register, um, using their ticketing system for people that had signed up for scheduled events um, different things like that. So, uh, so, so, what are some of the things that you saw uh, during Gen Con that excited you? I mean, <laughs> besides uh, all the games that um, both, like, I could get my hands on and couldn't get my hands on. Um, <laughs> I would like to hear some of those our too. Team. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I'd like to hear about some of those too. But <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll dive into that. All but. Right. Honestly, um, seeing our team serve uh, both inside and outside the booth, um, leading up to the event, we do a lot of different trainings. Um, so we, we train people, uh, train our team on how to serve in the booth um, or in, in the room, how to demo a game properly. They get their hands on the games early so they can kind of like study those and get mm-hmm. their you know spiel together um because we want them to run it well but i also encourage them um this is (laughs) a way i look at it is this is a a feet washing mission Mm. Uh, there's nothing glamorous about washing feet um the disciples many of the disciples were confused when jesus you know bent down and was washing their feet um but there is a bigger purpose behind that and that, that was that's what we try to do we just try to love um, whoever we work with by demoing their games, like accomplishing the the task that they put in front of us, but also going the extra mile, um, picking up trash, restocking shelves, uh, what seems like very mundane tasks that actually go a long way for people. But on top of that, we encourage our team to also be encouraging to the the staff of the publisher or the company that we're working with. And so we had people on our staff just share words of 
encouragement and say, hey, you're absolutely crushing this convention, like way to go. Uh, we had people write handwritten notes and give them to, to the staff and different people. <laughs> um, we had people like bring in ice lattes, like, hey, yesterday was a long day. Here's a, a pick me up. And like, you know, people just so thankful for that on the verge of tears, um, just being that encouragement in the, the midst of chaos of mm -hmm. upwards of 80,000 people. Um, it, it just goes a really long way. Yeah. Those, people. those little and things. So that's probably the most encouraging deals. thing. Yeah. The thing that just really got me stoked is our team went above and beyond this year. That's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Uh, I saw you, Matt and Bubba, uh, were walking around, uh, meeting folks, uh, getting to different booths, checking out people. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the interacting just with the, the regular people yeah. working through it. That's, that's a, a key aspect of it too, right? Not just for building yeah. connections uh, through the business end of it, but more right. building the community little by little. Yeah. Yeah. We've had quite yeah. a few people. I've been running the socials uh, over that, over that weekend, over that time. And just the number of people that interacted with our social media and even sending us messages mm -hmm. saying, Hey, Hey, I like them to drop by our booth. We're at this booth right mm -hmm. here. You yeah. know, send them our way, bring a lanyard, you know, all kind of stuff. That kind of stuff was really, really cool. It felt like I was a little bit a part of it just from, you know, yeah. this end seeing everybody's oh, yeah. reaction. You definitely were. Yeah. And those uh, things are still coming our, in. Yeah. Well, while <laughs> our team is like working hard in the booths, like myself, Matt and Bubba, we're helping manage We're we're filling in. Like if our team needs a break, we're, um, Long story short, one that <laughs> everything's fine. It was uh, we had one guy um, have to go to the ER um, just because of some like sharp pains and stuff. We just wanted to be safe, and so um, everything's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it wasn't a big deal in the end, but we're we're <sighs> happy to take care of our own. Um, but like, you got to be on the fly. You got to um, prepare for that. You have to find somebody to fill in his spot, you know, like make sure he's getting rest, like take care of him, but also take care of the people we promised to take care of. Um, and so doing a lot of stuff on the fly, making sure we're managing that. But also, yes, we're walking around meeting people. Um, people are like, hey, I've been in your community for a while. I haven't met any of you guys yet. Can you stop by this booth? I'm like running it all day. And, and we get to stop by, build those relationships alongside we're meeting people and building continuing to build relationships from people we've met in the past and so we've got relationships like matt and bubba specifically have been doing this like 10 years yeah and so they have relationships that date all the way back then um but me you know i've got relationships i started three years ago and i'm i'm following up like hey we got to meet up again we got to play a game we got to grab coffee what have you and so we're we're building new relationships, we're strengthening old relationships and and building partnerships and like that. And that's yeah, that's a key part of it as well. Amazing. All right, I got a few fun questions for you real quick. Uh let's talk about games. What is your what's the game that you did get that you're most excited about? So I've actually I, I had a list of like twenty games I wanted to check out. Um and then on the first day, basically the first morning, I just pinballed around <laughs> and, and like just bounced from booth to booth, finding all the all the games that I knew I wanted to take home. Mm -hmm. 
it was so crowded that first day, like shoulder to shoulder, like in the aisleways, like it was just so busy and everyone was selling out of games quickly. And so I had a whole <laughs> list where I'm like, I think I'll like this, so I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> and um, so I didn't actually play any of the games that I bought until right. I got home. Um, but one of them was added last minute to my list to check out, and it's called Wild Tiled West. Wild um, Tiled West. And it's West. from Dire Wolf. Um, and it's a, it's a game. Uh, you could play five people, but you're rolling dice that coordinate to call like this grid, like columns and rows of different tiles that you can draft so you roll these dice and then if you roll a 14 it goes into 14 slot and you can pull from that immediate row uh, if you roll an eight it goes in a column and you can pull from that immediate row everyone takes a turn drafting you're taking these tiles that give you different rewards or points or um, different actions and you're placing them on your map and you're basically building a old western town like wrangling cattle um, hiring sheriffs to take out the bandits. Like, there's just all sorts of things. It's super fun. It's a fun theme, and I'm a sucker for any game that has tiles that I can build <laughs> things. It's super fun. So played that the other night at our game night here, our LTN game night in New Albany. Uh, if you're in southern Indiana, you should come out to that. It's the first Wednesday of the month. But uh, we did that, and that was... It's, quickly shot up to one of my top favorite games it's it's that good that's awesome all right biggest uh biggest regret what game did you did you really want that you didn't get <laughs> um i wouldn't i would honestly say i don't have any regrets um yeah. this is like gen con's just kind of the first place you can get your hands on things and sure. so like we've got Star Wars rivals. Like all of us went home with some Star Wars rivals from Funko, um, and Matt and I get back and we're like, "Oh, we really should have gotten some booster packs." And like, we go like look online and it's like releasing September. And we're like, oh no, we gotta wait <laughs> with everyone else. Um, so I, I want to say I regret anything, uh, but there was one that myself, Matt, and Bubba tried to pick up, and it's called Sky Team. Um, it's a, a two-player game co-op, so you're working together to land a plane. So you have to like clear the runway. You gotta tweak everything. You gotta make sure ev all the you know just everything's in order to safely land a plane. And you're working together. Um, it's from the same guys that make uh, like Turing Machine. And oh, okay. Like yeah, 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 yeah. From those guys. Turing so machine looks we tried to. All three of us tried to snag that throughout the week. Because most publishers would kind of like a lot, you know, like, okay, we've got 75 to 100 copies and we're releasing them every morning. Just to right. That way it wouldn't it out. all go out Give on people, the first day. You know, like yeah. On Saturday, a chance that only have a Saturday <laughs> badge. Um, we had exhibitor badges, so we sometimes we'd be able to get in early and, and make some purchases. But that one, they're like, just to make it fair to everyone, which I really appreciated this, they're like, we're only releasing 15 copies to exhibitors at 930. Mm. So exhibitors can come, but like everything else is reserved for everyone else. And I'm like, I told him audibly, I'm like, thank you for doing that. That's very fair. And then <laughs> walked away with my hands empty. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sky Team. Sky Team. Keep an eye out for that. Right. It's a really good one. That sounds interesting. 
Uh, one last thing, something that Gen Con hyped a lot, almost as much as just the convention itself uh, on their social media, was the food that was going to be available at Gen Con. Oh, yeah. So I want to know what your favorite what your favorite thing you ate was at Gen Con. All right. There was one day where I ate terribly. Like, every day was just <laughs> awful because you're eating food truck food mm-hmm. for four days straight. Um, but, like, there was one day, woke up, and I'm like, there's this, like, food cart, like, on our walk-in, and I told me and Jeff, or I, I didn't tell myself, I told Jeff, <laughs> I'm going to stop there and just get, like, a iced coffee or, or, like, a hot coffee or something, and then I think they have, like, donuts and a breakfast sandwich or something. And so we're in line. It's very long. By the time we get up there, we notice that the the breakfast sandwich is, the bread is a donut. Mm. So they cut a, like, cake donut in half, and then it's, like, sausage, egg, and cheese on a donut. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm in for that. It was actually very good. It was very sweet. Like, halfway through, I'm like, I'm just going to eat the inside. But it was surprisingly good. Like, the pairing with the sweet and savory. Yeah. And then my hot coffee. It was very good. And then for lunch, I had a um, a Korean corn dog. If you, if, I mean, like you know what a corn dog is, mm-hmm. uh, but like a Korean corn dog is just like fully loaded. So it was a hot dog wrapped in bacon, and then like bread it or like the um, you know they dip it in the like whatever bread corn, corn bread yeah whatever yeah. Uh, and then they roll it in your pick of chips. So I got like the, Jeez. you could get like Doritos or like all sorts of things. I got the sour cream and cheddar ruffles. So they roll it in that, deep fry it, and then like drizzle it with all sorts of stuff. I got like spicy mayo. Goodness gracious. And it was like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was huge. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I would uh, ten out of ten would go back. Wow. I need more of those in my life. And they have a <laughs> breakfast version that is like a sausage link wrapped in bacon, dipped in pancake batter, and then rolled in your choice of cereal. And my friend got Holy cocoa cow. puffs. <laughs> Holy cow! That one right so, there. It's That's just crazy. a dream come true. Yeah. So <laughs> it's probably a good thing I didn't go on this trip. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get you on the next. One. <laughs> Why should, speaking of, why should someone consider joining a future trip and how could they do that? Uh, like I said before, um, this is, this is your opportunity to use your nerdy passion, um, for a greater purpose. You know, uh, we do this in everything we do at LTN is we want, you know, we're trying to produce good content. We're producing articles, all sorts of stuff, Twitch streams, like you name it. We're all, we're doing that. Um, to further the gospel, to tell nerds that Jesus loves them. And so if you are a board game nerd, uh, and I'll, I'll say this, if you're a video game nerd or a comic book nerd, we have high expectations, high goals, uh, big goals to go to like comic cons and anime expos and uh, unique, like video game uh, industry conventions, like all sorts of stuff, um, all to use your nerdy passion to... Uh, reach nerds and nerd culture. And so if that interests you, um, right now uh, our next big one is PAX Unplugged. That's the first weekend of December. Uh, The information is on lovethynerd.com slash outreach. Uh, But if you go there, PAX Unplugged is the first weekend of December. Uh, It's in Philly. 
Um, this one is right around 30, 40,000 people, I believe. It might be bigger if it follows the trend of Gen Con. Um, but that one's in Philly, right next to Reading Station, which has a lot of really good food as well. Uh, <laughs> the the most uh, authentic, most authentic, wow, that was really hard for me to say for some reason, <laughs> but the most authentic Philly cheesesteaks you could get, obviously, in Philly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say just the main purpose is being able to use your nerdy passion uh, to, to further the gospel and tell nerds that Jesus loves them. We had several people come up to us and just say like, hey, like the people that, you know, reached out on Facebook and then somebody overheard me giving an interview for someone's TikTok and they came over and they're like, that's really cool that you can take your faith and your your hobby and like combine that to 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 further Jesus's love. So Yeah, and that's really where those those connections come in is, you know, at the event itself, you might not actually be, you know, seeing any kind of kingdom progress right before your eyes aside from just you know loving people like we should but that that stuff starts to come in Mm -hmm. post the event you know people get more they're like oh we're gonna get involved with this community that's when doors open that's when conversations can be had that's when fences can be mended bridges can be built all these kinds of things that that we as the church should be trying to do connecting these two cultures together so again, that is lovethynerd.com slash outreach to see the upcoming events. And uh, you can sign up there too, right? Like you can put in the, yeah. the form for information, see if you can uh, join. So uh, you can always also just reach out to, to Luke uh, directly if you'd like. Uh, you can email him, Luke at lovethynerd.com or connect to him on Facebook, Discord, Twitch, Twitter, anywhere you have him. Awesome. Uh, he's there. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for the LTN Mission Report. Luke, you have a fantastic morning, my friend. Yes, thank you so much for having me. All right, we're going to take one more break, but when we get back, we're diving into our main topic everything currently affected by the writer's strike. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but, you know, like us like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. We've got game lobbies, focused chat channels, spoiler rooms, and a whole bunch of niche nerdiness. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. to rise and shine nerds ltn's brand new morning show lovethynerd.com aims to be a hub of information for nerds and nerd culture our resource lists range from tough topics to explorations of specific fandoms and just to be meta about it we are creating a list of our resource list as well as a few standalone resources check out all the resources we have to offer with more coming all the time at lovethynerd.com slash resources. This week, we are taking a look at the writer's strike. Today, we're going to look at everything being affected by the WGA strike and the Screen Actors Guild supporting strike. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, movies, first of all. All right. Uh, 
20th Century Studios, the amateur upcoming thriller, the 20th Century Studios has shut down production during the film. It stars Rami Malek uh, and Lawrence Fishburne and a few others. Uh, it's based on a book of the same name by Robert Little and, is, and directed by James Haas from Slow Horses. The production is filming in England as of June, scheduled for release November 2024. We'll see if it makes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amateur is shut down. Lilo and Stitch, a live action remake mm-hmm. of Lilo and Stitch at Disney, uh, was filming in Hawaii. That has been shut down. Production was supposed to wrap by now, wow. early August, but it has been shut down. Marvel, uh, Blade has shut down uh, and uh, during the WGA strike and remained shut down. Thunderbolts paused production and remains paused. Deadpool 3 had completed the script going into the writer's strike, and, and we had talked about that. It actually moved it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the SAG AFTRA joining the strike uh, includes Ryan Reynolds, so he cannot be on set. So the movie was filming in London. Since late May, with Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, uh, Sean Levy is directing the film, which is still scheduled to be released on May 3rd, 2024. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, they're not filming. Venom 3, uh, not Disney Marvel, but still Marvel. Sony's Marvel franchise is shutting down as well. Venom 3, starring Tom Hardy, has paused. Uh, the crew had been given a warning of the shutdown a couple Mondays ago. Over at Paramount, they've been doing a Gladiator 2 sequel to 2001's Oscar-winning epic. Wow. Wow. Uh, it's uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Adds new stars, including Paul Mescal, Denzel Washington, and Pedro Pascal. Mandalorian himself. The hmm. uh, film began production in June. It was reportedly two-thirds of the way through principal photography in Morocco. Uh, scheduled for release of November 24th of next year. Uh, but it is... It is also paused. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, the seventh movie, came out uh, the week of the SAG after strike beginning. Uh, the eighth movie was deep into production as it's you know, a part two, mm-hmm. but uh, it is now paused as well. Dead Reckoning Part 1 is the last major studio film to release before the SAG after joined the strike. Mm. Uh, Sony Pictures has Paddington in Peru, a.k.a. Paddington 3, uh, the threequel. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the first I haven't seen I've heard nothing but good things I about know. those first two movies. I know. I'm like, why haven't I watched this? <laughs> it was supposed to begin filming in late July. It's on hold. Uh, Twisters, a disaster film from Universal Pictures, uh, suspended due to the strike. film began production in Oklahoma since May, but it is now... Suspended. Wicked Part One, a film, film version, film adaptation of Wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, the film sets are empty. The production has ceased in the UK. Wow. Supposed to finish at the end of July. Not happening. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery Beetlejuice Two, uh, the direct sequel to Tim Burton's 1988 film with Michael Keaton reprising his role. Uh, <laughs> with it's got Jenna Ortega and Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara in it. Uh, the production's almost done filming in London and apparently needed to film one more sequence oh. before the strike. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Set for release September 6th of next year. We'll see. Juror number two, the 42nd and reportedly last film from director Clint Eastwood has suspended production. Minecraft, the video game adaptation starring Jason Momoa, which I did not know this was happening. Me neither. Aquaman 
is <laughs> playing the main character in a Minecraft movie. Okay. Are they going to be squares? Is That's it all cubes? Like. If it's not, why are we making it? <laughs> uh, it? It was set to begin filming this month in New Zealand, but now will not begin until the strike is over. The film was dated for April 4th of 2025. Mortal Kombat 2, uh, video game adaptation sequel to the 2021 film, was shooting in Australia. Uh, filming is expected to end in September, but it was suspended as well. Uh, granted a waiver, Bride Hard, an action comedy starring Rebel Wilson, was given permission to keep going. <laughs> Death of a Unicorn. <laughs> Jenna Ortega and Paul Rudd starred a father and daughter duo who accidentally run over a unicorn. <laughs> what the so heck? Are they just like... I really want to watch that. And these ones aren't great ideas anyway. Y'all can keep going I thought, with yeah, it. I would assume it would be like, oh, these are really important and they need to come out. And nah, it's like, eh, ain't nobody watching this. <laughs> Dust Bunny... Brian Fuller directing Mads Mickelson in a horror feature, which reunites the duo behind the MCB serial in NBC serial killer drama Hannibal. It's about a girl who is convinced there's a monster under the bed. Okay, well, whatever. The Dust Bunny is the monster. Uh, maybe that one was allowed because it's like set to come out in October. I don't know. Mother Mary, a new movie from writer director David Lyman, is a pop music drama with Anne Hathaway and Michael Michael no Michaelia Michaela. Coel, I don't know. Somebody. Uh, it's an independent movie, I guess. A24. Uh, the Killers Game, Ben Kingsley, Dave Bautista, Sofia Botella, uh, starring an action comedy based on an assassin who authorizes a hit on himself. These all sound fake. Okay. Every, all, three, all four of these movies so far sound fake. <laughs> the Watcher is an independent film from... Director Ishana Knight Shyamalan. Is that M. Night Shyamalan's daughter? Starring Dakota Fanning was granted a waiver. The film is independent. New Line uh, is on board to distribute the film, though. That's why it needs the waiver. Although deals have not been signed yet, so The Watchers is still technically independent. The production is filming, and it doesn't tell me what the story is. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, that's where we're at. <laughs> so those are the movies. Let's move on to the TV shows. Um, hold on. Oh, I got another movie here. Captain America: New World Order is hmm. on hold. Um, all right. Script to TV. Here we go. Airing on ABC, Abbott Elementary has closed. The show is due to start writing on May second. Uh, the Lord of the Rings: Ring of Power from Amazon Prime Video. Hmm. Two weeks of filming left. The Damn. show is moving forward with production. The showrunners will be absent from the set due to the strike, which may impact the creative vision and continuity, but it's still going forward. Wow. That's interesting. Hmm. On Call, the new series uh, from producer Dick Wolf, Law & Order, shut down production due to picketing. The show follows a veteran female training officer and her rookie ride-along in Long Beach. Uh, Blade Runner 2099, new series, uh, was set to film in Northern Ireland. Screen Commission said Northern Ireland screen confirmed Blade Runner 2099 has been delayed. Uh, et, 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 a new show from Marvelous Miss Maisel creators, Amy Sherman Paladino. You like that show, don't you? Etole, maybe? Den, maybe, yeah. Etole, Etole. That sounds like a 
the show has two season order from Amazon Prime Video scheduled to start production in June, but it's shutting down. Apple TV, before a limited series, also known as Winston, starring Billy Crystal, has been filming in New Jersey and was shut down in WGA Picketers uh, already. The studio is pausing production until the strike's over. Loot shut down uh, when Pickett's disrupted filming. Metropolis, a year-long adaptation of the 1927 Fritz Lang classic sci-fi film Metropolis, is coming to a close. show's been prepping in Australia for a summer start, but producers... Uh, have canceled the show due to increased costs and uncertainty related to the ongoing strike. It's canceled. Wow. Gone. Severance, the Apple TV uh, show, has officially paused production due to pickets with members uh, in the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and Teamsters Union refusing to cross the picket lines in New York City. Sinking Spring, uh, shut down by picketers, shows about lifelong friends who pose as DA agents to rob a country house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, CBS, FBI Most Wanted, the spinoff of the FBI franchise from Dick Wolf, haunted, haunted, halted by picketers in New York. Uh, They're finishing filming for the currently airing fourth season, so the fourth season will be either cut short or split in half. Hmm. Jeopardy, co-host Mayim Bilek, uh, whatever her name was, uh, Blossom, uh, is stepping away from hosting during the strike. However, production is said to continue with fellow co-host Ken Jennings stepping in. Uh, the show is produced by Sony and syndicated through CBS. The writers have been seen picketing in L.A. And so what they are going to be doing is reusing old questions. What? From, seri- from seasons in the past. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's weird. Disney Plus, uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos, the WandaVision spinoff with the, the witch lady, mm-hmm. uh, is underway, has not been impacted by the strike. Uh, Andor, uh, their scripts were completed for the second season uh, and production is continuing. However, showrunner to- Tony Gilroy has ceased his production duties, both writing and non-writing. Uh, bigger shutdown might still be underway. Bunked, a uh, Disney Channel show, paused production during the strike. Eight episodes remain to be filmed in the season. Daredevil Born Again, the, the reboot of the Daredevil show for Disney+, Plus, paused production, uh, but only for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Says pause production for a day due to picketing. So that might still be going on. Okay. The Wonder Man production in Los Angeles has shut down due to picketing. Uh, on Freeform, we got Good Trouble. Picketers halted production of season five of Good Trouble, which is filming in Los Angeles. The show does plan to finish filming the current season. While you were breeding, uh, Kristen Newman, showrunner for the upcoming Freeform show based on her memoir, made the decision to shut down post production. Uh, so they're done. On Fox, You Bet Your Life, the game show has halted production during the strike as host Jay Leno stands with the Writers Guild and has been spotted handing out donuts at the picket line. <laughs> Show's been suspended until the strike is over. Family Guy and American Dad have both ceased production. Seth MacFarlane's a big WGA guy. Uh, so all of those are uh, wrapping up for now. On FX, American Horror Story Season 12 is disrupted. Uh, the show is still in production, though, uh, in New York City. The Old Man, filming Season 2 of the Jeff Bridges drama, has been suspended. Uh, production was complete on four episodes of the second season. Five scripts of, se- of the season have been written. On Max, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. I don't know what that is. George R.R. Martin, I guess. Okay. It's a Game of Thrones prequel. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's shut down. 
Duster, uh, the Max period drama from J.J. Abrams, and Latoya Morgan has shut down production in New Mexico. Uh, Hacks, filming of the Emmy Award-winning comedy Hacks about a comedy writer, has paused production during the strike. House of the Dragon, I thought that was the prequel to Game of Thrones. Maybe it's another one. All scripts have been turned in. Production is scheduled to continue. Rewrites and reshoots, though, will be done after the strike. The Penguin, the spinoff from the uh, bat, the new Batman movie mm-hmm. uh, with Colin Farrell as the Penguin, that's been suspended due to picketing. The show was filming in New York, and Teamsters and local guides refused to cross the picket line. Guilds. Not guides. Pretty Little Liars Summer School shut down production. The Last of Us, Euphoria, and White Lotus. Uh, all of those will be significantly delayed. Password on NBC game show has paused filming. Night Court, the uh, reboot of the classic NBC show, has paused production because uh, it needs writers on set for punch-ups. <laughs> Big Mouth on Netflix was in its eighth and final season. Uh, the room is shut down. Cobra Kai has closed the writer's room for season six. Emily in Paris has been delayed. Stranger Things has shut down. Unstable is also shut down. The Upshaws has filmed 10 of the 12 episodes for the upcoming season, but has paused the production. Zero Day, this is the, a big one, starring Oscar winner Robert De Niro in his first scripted TV role and directed by Emmy winner. Uh, and Directors Guild of America president, Leslie Lanka Gladder, zero-day shutdown production in New York City. It's unclear when the show will resume production, uh, and the Writers Guild and sag after are still on strike and everything's authorized. A tentative deal could go back to the bargaining table if members do approve to give this a waiver, I guess, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Wow. Robert De Niro's first scripted TV role. That's hmm. interesting. Uh, Nickelodeon, The Really Loud House, second season shut down. Unclear if production will resume once the strike is over. Paramount Plus, Evil, wrapped production early because of the picketers. It will have a shortened season. Yellowstone 1923 uh, has content produced and ready to go. Hmm. Uh, But it might still be delayed indefinitely. Wow. Okay. Okay. on Showtime, the the Shy, which is about Chicago, uh, has been shut down for the foreseeable future. Billions uh, refused to cross the picket line. Shut down production for uh, a couple hours during the first week of the strike. So that might still be going on. Uncoupled season two of the show, starring Neil Patrick Harris, is paused due to the strike. Yellow Jackets, after one day of writing, the writers' room for season three of the Showtime drama Yellow Jackets has paused. Wow. Hmm. P Valley on stars, uh, not be filming until a fair deal is rich reached, uh, power book to ghost, uh, spinoff from power book, <laughs> temporarily <laughs> shut down power book three. Also, oh, uh, and <laughs> Ava Dulvarani drama, an upcoming series from writer Ava. Okay. It's untitled. <laughs> und, <laughs> und Ava drama drama, uh, untitled drama. Just a halted production. So it's not even a show that exists yet. It doesn't even have a title. Uh, yeah. Stars, the venery of Samantha Bird, pause production with two episodes to go due to the strike. Uh, award shows, MTV and movie and TV awards have been canceled. ACM awards are unaffected. American Country Music Awards, unaffected. Uh, Television Academy honors canceled. Tony Awards continuing, but without writers. 
daytime Emmys, Emmys and primetime Emmys both postponed. Uh, talk shows that are still in production, The View, um, but without writers. They have a few writers for The View who will not be doing any work during the duration of the strike. <laughs> Live with Kelly and Mark, Tamron Hall, The Kelly Clarkson Show, all of those are still going on. Uh, the Talk and The Drew Barrymore Show no longer in production. Soap operas are on an extended summer break with only The Young and the Restless still airing. Uh, they are still being written by writers who have resigned their WGA membership and other members of production who are not on strike. Hmm. <laughs> Late night shows, almost immediately, all of the primetime shows, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Late Night with Steve, or Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Real Time with Bill Maher, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Daily Show, all of those uh, stopped production hmm. pretty much the day of. It was like the next day. Like wow. once they gotten rid of the shows they had already recorded, mm -hmm. they were done. Um, the only two late night shows that are still in production are Gutfield on Fox News and Watch What Happens with Andy Cohen on Bravo. Uh, Saturday Night Live also canceled the final three episodes of season 48. Um, Pete Davidson, Kieran Culkin, and Jennifer Coolidge were meant to host those three shows. Um, no more. It just, it's done. They stopped. Stopped the season, which is weird. Wow. So that's uh, a lot. That was yeah. a lot of reading, a lot of shows, but that's everything that's being focused on. Mm -hmm. uh, that just, it's not happening. A lot happening, like not happening. Right. <laughs> anymore <laughs> so what do we expect next uh last time we had a writer's strike we saw the rise of reality tv mm -hmm. as being a thing is more of that on the way i hope not <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow um any thoughts before we wrap up today i know today was mainly just information yep mm -mm. yeah not a lot of we talked about this not a lot of stuff i uh really want to see appealing yeah yeah not a lot that's appealing to me like most of the stuff i'm like okay i can do without a few of the movies you know i want to see i want marvel to keep going even if their quality is being diminished lately guardians of the galaxy 3 was really good yeah I mean, it was really good yeah so you know there's still hope there's still hope all right well we'll talk about uh, more of this tomorrow but for today our coffee is depleted and thus our show must come to a close but before we go let's get our verse of the day Today's verse is Isaiah forty twenty nine. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. And with that, our Tuesday show is coming to a close. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to the channels and roles and click on Rise and Shine Nerds uh, to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.